I went to Century 21 yesterday in hopes of, of snatching, you know, whatever priceless items are on, on sale there. And I wore, um, I wore my N95 and I wore a shield, which I lasted two seconds. I felt like a fucking idiot with the shield. When I flew here, I had two masks and a shield. And then people looked at me like I was an idiot, but I said, I don't care. But at Century 21, I cared what other people thought about me. So I took off the shield and I could, it's hard to peruse and try clothes on when you have tubing and, and, and the thing. I didn't put deodorant on today and I smell, I smell human. I mean, I just want to say that um, I'm, I'm not a smelly person. I'm not a sweater either, but you're roaming around all day and you get a little pungent. Uh, and my friend um, has no hot water here at the apartment. Can we call it an apartment? Let's call it a man, a mansion. Uh, and so I might have to do a freezing shower tonight, which I think is good for you. There's this guy, is it Norway or Iceland, where it's literally taking people out of chronic depression, these freezing showers every morning. I like a scorching hot shower. I literally like the, 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 the upper, upper level of derma to be removed um, with every shower. I don't need to exfoliate with a loofah. I just literally burn my skin off. And that's why I look so young. I know I look so young and the Zoom face correction also helps. Doesn't help with the, the thing here. I complain every time about my, my looks and I'm not, I'm not vain. Uh, I don't even have any makeup on. This is all natural. You see that? Look at that. All nat Look at these smoky eyes, all natural. Not a thing on me. <laughs> anyway, Century 21 was, was, a, was a shit show. People like grabbing ugly stuff. All, all that left was, was ugly shit. Um, but I did buy one raincoat, but I was scared to touch the sunglasses. The sunglasses felt like the COVID section of the store. Uh, everything else did not feel COVID-y. And I bought a pair of jeans and I didn't try them on and they're too small, just as expected and there's no returns. So there goes $70. But they used to be $140 so I got a bargain, even though I'm never going to wear these jeans. I know I got a bargain. And that's not a stereotype for Jews. So please don't do that to me. It's just a New York thing. What else was I going to talk about? I mean, I, we, we will talk about politics. I have an amazing lineup. I'm so excited about this lineup. Rory Scovel, which I was saying Scovel, which made him sound like just a French delicacy. And Leah Bonema and um, Sherrod Small um, of the Race Wars podcast, who I also love. And Last week, I went to the cellar and hung out outside the cellar, and that was delightful. And Café Wa, which is an institution also, was packed to the gills with people that all seemed like they were from Orlando, but maybe it was just Staten Island, crammed in, so no social distancing, but having the time of their life. And it was just so good to see people. I mean, it was just it, the energy. It's so great. In Washington Square Park on the weekend, there was a, a, like a big band playing swing, and it was great. I mean, I'm, I'm on a high right now, and, um, and I don't do drugs, but I have been feeling a little jittery. Funny story, uh, my first year at Brown, did I mention I went to Brown? My first year at Brown University, Brown, I'd just gotten there from Israel. You know, I'd, I'd been in the army, I was a little older than everybody else, but I was super excited to make friends because I wasn't making friends. Everyone was, was 18 years old and had acne and wanted me to buy them beer, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, I was a sergeant in the army. I traveled alone through Asia for six months. What is this shit? It's gonna buy you beer. Buy your own fucking beer with this drinking age in this crazy country. And I, I was taken to a party by this guy, Vince, very tall, attractive man. And at the party, I was like, hi guys. And I was just so excited to meet everybody. Hello, how are you? Hello. And he took me outside and he goes, Iris, um, you're too coked up to be here. And I go, excuse me? He goes, you're too coked up to be here. And I was like, I've never touched cocaine. This is my natural state. And he goes, if you have a problem, we can address it. I'm like, I don't have a problem. But turns out that uh, he was one of the Coke dealers on campus. So I guess he knew, he thought himself an authority. I left the party and that was it. They thought I was a Coke never touched the stuff. No, no interest. Anyway, that was my story at, at Brown, Brown, Brown University. That's right, Ivy League institution. Um, am I supposed to check the Facebook feed and see if there's any questions? Laughter keeps you looking young. Thank you, Scott Bravo. Always open to a compliment. Always. Who isn't, though? Who isn't? I, fuck everybody who can't take a compliment. Um, yes, I'm an actor. Yes, I can get needy and need validation. Yes, I don't care if you lie to me as long as it's validation. But it always feels good. Like, just like those needless happy birthday messages on Facebook where it takes someone two seconds to write happy birthday just because they saw it on their feed, it still makes you feel good. You know when I feel guilty? When I don't write happy birthday, just because I don't have the energy and it, it takes no time at all. So just remember that Write to the people you, you haven't spoken to in 30 years or don't. Why am I preaching to do something I wouldn't do? 
Can I just show this amazing um, piece of art? Look at that. Can you see it? Oh, you know, you can't see it. Oh God, there it is. You see her in the corner? My computer's connected to too many things. Okay. Let me nestle this a little more comfortably. They're going to patent this move on Pornhub for me. It's going to be like an audio engineer's porn fantasy. I'm sure there are that. I'm sure every, every craftsman, every artisan has, uh, has their own fantasy. Am I right? So maybe this is an audio engineer's fantasy. Maybe it's not. I'm going to bring up our first guest because I've rambled on and I'm not on cocaine. <laughs> My first guest, Rory, I, I just met him three seconds ago. Could not be lovely. I knew he's going to be lovely. He's one of those guys and you're like, this guy's lovely. Let's bring on Rory. Rory, come on board. There he is. Or no, there he's not. There I am. Yay. Here I am. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, you. Um, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I appreciate that. Thank you for saying I'm, I'm lovely. I haven't let too much on, though. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you become this like raging asshole. insulting <laughs> me and I end up crying. And why, I'm like, did I, I <laughs> why did I have him on? He was horrible. He was such a dick. Have you ever met people you idolized that turned out to be dicks? Nothing comes to mind. I mean, I know people always warn you about that, but there is a part of me that I think a lot of the, specifically in the world of art, mm. uh, I think a lot of the art that I like in terms of music and, and comics and stuff, I, I find it always to be pretty pretty good vibes which yeah. is maybe what attracts me to the product in the first place but that's interesting. i'm okay. i don't i know that's not going to be a hundred percent there's there's assholes out there and or maybe just very good actors right <laughs> right they, they never know how turn to handle their fan base and then he's <laughs> right. like, who's that fucking heck um <laughs> right. i hear you i i the only one i had that was truly traumatizing was sam shepherd what happened that was it well I, I i met him once and he was a little intoxicated at a bar i used to work with in at new york Work, work with, work at. And then the other time you I worked with a bar. Here. I'm going to start saying that too. I used to work with, with a, a restaurant as a dishwasher. I used to work with them. Because you connect, <laughs> you connect with the establishment. You know what I mean? Right. I used to work with this restaurant. Anyway, he was, he was super nice and we were chatty. Maybe he was flirty. Maybe I thought he was flirty. And, sure. then, and then he was at dinner with Jessica Lang. And I approached, this was another time, and I approached to invite them to my one woman show at the Culture Project, which was right next door. Yeah. He goes, can't you tell we're eating? And I just... You know, I, I felt like such an idiot. It was so horrifying. I so, wish you would have been like, Samuel, I how dare you act like you don't know me? Exactly. And just you know, I don't throw want to his, embarrass you in front of your wife, but throw it was his quite drink in his face. The <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, I wasn't inviting you. I was inviting Jessica. Exactly. She was nice. She goes, thank you, darling. She, was, she felt bad for her raging asshole of a husband. I think they ended up, didn't they get divorced before he died? Didn't that happen? I, more than likely. Let's but also see. how approached, you maybe, I don't, I honestly don't know. And I, I, I'm glad that I can't speak to this problem of people uh, approaching you. I'm actually very grateful that I can't speak to it because when do there must be a moment where you are like, leave me the fuck alone. Like you no, must. No, I get it. You're right. You're right. Lid. No, I did it while they were eating, and yeah, I get it. But, but, but you, you know what? I think it's only if. Like, when do you think another person has gone up to them? It's not like you were just in line after someone else. You were probably the only one that <laughs> night. And I looked like a waiter. I was the, I was the hostess. Yeah. I'm allowed. You're definitely the only one that, like, said, yeah. hey, I'm doing a show if you want to see it. Exactly. And why, I thrust why not the just be like, in face. Why not just lie to you and just go, oh, great, we'll be there. And Thank never, you. And just, and, and just leave it at that. Isn't it much easier than to, like, you know, horrifyingly embarrass me? Now, first of all, how old is your child? The artwork is fantastic. Is that painting also them? So, the tree on the hill? So the, this, is, this is me. This is my five-year-old daughter. This is my five-year-old daughter. This is me and my five-year-old daughter. We that. did a co-painting. This it's is someone else's painting. We're doing a lot. We just, we just, uh, we've been renting this house for uh, four years. We now own it. Oh, so muzzle. we've had to do a lot of, uh, thank you. We've had a lot to do a lot of, you know, plumbing and, and foundation okay. and a lot of a lot of stuff uh, updating it, so we've had to shuffle some rooms around and just we, we so we're in now in the mindset of just throw everything in this room until we have to throw it into another room, and then when we get over the finish line, we'll yeah. actually clean all these rooms up. So. Well, that's nice of you because with my son, he wants to keep every single fucking sketch, even if it's like a circle on a piece of paper. I know. And at some point, it's become like you know whatever pawn wars. And I said, do you want to keep? And I shouldn't ask him though. I should just because he won't notice, but I He'll feel never guilty. Know. I'm like, it's his creation. What if one day he's a famous yeah. artist and I yeah. threw away the Basquiat 
the yeah. boss gets and he's scribbled. 25 so he should be doing better than that thank you <laughs> but then he says he says to me keep it and then i spend six minutes trying to convince him and go it's just a circle and a yeah. line you have better work out there and he goes okay fine mom just, just yes throw the fuck but out. then like, you yeah. start wondering you're like am i planting the seed of doubt i am I <laughs> where he later is like time. i you know i would have yes. been a good artist but my mom threw half of it away because it wasn't up to code it wasn't, it wasn't up, up to, to standard code. Yeah. it wasn't he wasn't challenging enough it wasn't yeah. cerebral enough it was we we, you know, we, we got out a box and we just now put it all into a a box but there are many you know, just white sheets of paper with two lines yes, on it yes. that if the trees, the trees. So here's my thinking, and maybe you can adopt this. Please. If if you know my daughter or your child become famous artists, you can go back and grab those and be like, well, now what are these worth? Because yeah, of course, if you could saying, have yeah. Picasso's five-year-old, you know, he's five yes. and he painted something, you go, oh my god, I'll take it. Yes, <laughs> I'd love to yes, have that. That's exactly right. Um, where where do you live? I'm in Eagle Rock, L.A. Oh, you're California. in Eagle Rock. I thought you, didn't you move to the South? Like, didn't you like leave I grew up Hollywood in the South. The South or something? Was that not you? Uh, I was in Atlanta shooting something for a while, and I'm very big on Atlanta, and I okay. wouldn't mind living in Atlanta right now, but uh, yeah, but not, not me. I grew up in the South, and then I was in New York, for D.C., then New York, and now okay. I've been out here for 10 or so years. Okay, I like Eagle Rock. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I um I worked with a director years ago that had a house that had um like a speakeasy in the basement <laughs> and they had holes in the wall during prohibition where they would hide the booze and they still had right. those those holes. I love yeah. it. I <laughs> <laughs> it's like something about a speakeasy where people are like you know you can just legally drink you're like yeah but let's pretend we can't i know let's make hole, <laughs> fake holes in the wall and you know hide the booze right. in there right right on right on okay so you guys have been in la the entire time of the pandemic this is this we've been out here yeah we started our quarantine like most people uh around march 14th and so we've just been in it kid is on zoom kindergarten now and we're, yes. we're adjusting. We're adjusting and doing the best we can and trying to stay optimistic and I know. And it's it's getting darker every can. day. How yeah. how have your wife have been getting along? Like are you both chill types? Or we're is pretty chill. Like She's okay. great. Uh, I'm I'm probably the the you know, easily just lunatic, set off right. lunatic at any given moment. <laughs> but you know, we've also had a lot of people on property, which kind of, you know, just because of the pandemic concerns us, but also in a normal world, having this many people on property doing yes. you know, different jobs. And, you know, it kind of occurs to you now when you when you're paying all this money for these, you know, like plumbing and stuff, it occurs <laughs> to you like you have no gauge on if someone's done, like if someone comes in and installs your cable, right. you do know how to tell if that was done well or not, yes. because you're yes. going to see the product. But, you know, there's, there's other, you know, like, like plumbing or, or getting the foundation done, you know, you don't know shit about that stuff. So whatever they tell you they got to do, you're like, yeah, I, I guess that's what Just you got to do. Well, I had a guy, you know, I have a house in LA and um, a guy came in and, and, because I had a rat, I could. There were a lot of a lot of rats in LA now, and they were There's hanging out lot, in my yard. Yeah. And I started naming them. Um, <laughs> right. And no, because I just wanted to like at least anthropomorphize. You know, like let's get friendly. Well, it's such a New York thing to do. It's what we yeah. And these are cuter rats. These are like field field rats, and you know they're cleaner in LA. They're not like the yeah, New York. These aren't subway rat. rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these are like whatever. <laughs> they're you know they could be a gerbil. They could be a lab rat. Yeah. But then I'm like, then I heard that they were under the house. I'm like, this I don't like, right? Because no. they can crawl through. So I bring a guy in. Of course, they charge me like two fucking grand. Put the traps, and he goes, "You also have a termite problem." And I'm like, "Uh, it's like you got yes. a tent." Now the yeah. tenting sounds like a, you know, you get to pack up the food and find a place to stay. So I said, I "I'm getting another estimate." I don't, you know, this guy felt a little oily to me. Even yeah. though he's wearing a jumpsuit, he felt oily. Yeah. So I bring another guy. Oh, and he wanted a thousand dollars to do a spot treatment. I'm like, no, no, no. I bring in a nice <laughs> Filipino man who has his own mom and pop business as opposed to the big, the big companies. Big, big corporations, yeah. $175, he goes, oh, but you should be tenting. I'm sorry to do, I'm not offending anybody with my Filipino accent, but it was, that, that's what he sounded like. You should be tenting and it's, you know, and also be careful of burglaries during the tenting. And I'm like, oh my God, now I gotta be worried about people popping into the oh, tent. Oh, going into the tent. But yes. oh, I, I mean, do they, I guess they mask up and. 
Yeah, I, I, I started to worry about the safety of the criminals. Like, oh, I hope they're careful. That gas is not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> they're well equipped to steal your TV. Like, you really want a TV if you're going yeah. in where there's like poison gas. Yeah, guys, guys, put on gloves. Don't leave fingerprints. Exactly. Come on. Just yeah, wear your the soft shoes if you're going inside yeah. and you're gonna touch my sheets. You don't know if those homeowners have the flu or something. Be get, exactly look out for right. yourself. That's exactly right. But this is, so last, anyway, I got a third estimate because this guy, I was like, I'm not tenting. And the third guy goes, you don't need a tent. Sheer exaggeration. He was also hitting on me, which was odd. Because he was what like- That's you want. I hear that's what you well, want. Well, he was, like, was, a, he was like a strapping 20-year-old Texan. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't gotten laid since, you know, the early aughts at this point. Um, well, you're going to want a Texan. They, I, they know what they're doing. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's and he's barbecue like, related. It's always barbecue themed sexual the encounters. <laughs> I happen to bring along for the termite inspection. I brought a whole rack. Yeah. Short ribs for you. <laughs> um, I dated a Texan for, for a, a while and it was, I'm never doing that again. I'm like a feisty Israeli direct you cannot get more passive aggressive, never tell you what you're really thinking. No offense right. to the Texans. I'm sure they're all great. He was not. Um, anyway, I'm not tenting. That was the moral of the story. I'm not yeah. tenting. I had a termites is a thing. Now. Termites out here. Termites is a big uh, yeah. big deal. No one no one tells you that. No one warns you. But yeah, termites out here. We we've got it too. We've got we've got some things that got some termite damage, but also, you know. There, we did some some kind of treatment last year, and a then preventative people, people came. We did we well. I mean, we have like a back deck that was definitely getting chomped up, and they came out <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, this is bad. You're gonna have to tend do all this stuff." But they, when we didn't do that, they were like, "All right, well, we'll try this other thing." And then they came back a year later, and they're like, "Hey, the other thing is really working. We should just keep <laughs> doing that." We're like, "Yeah, we would prefer that other than paying more money and you know." during yeah. a pandemic finding it's, somewhere else yes. to go am i gonna go to palm springs again for 118 degrees and some you know yeah so uh it's hot over there huh i'm in new york now and it's it's hot where are you at there's one a day there's one day that was like 118 or something i know it was, it i was, was there insane. That. it that was, was like uh it was unrealistic it just was, <laughs> it was but then you're also like it was unrealistic <laughs> but then you're like oh this is the new realistic uh, and there's no, while we go, oh, that's crazy. And then, you know, temperatures are now back where they usually are. It, it makes you wonder like, well, how do you proceed? Do you proceed going, what a crazy one-off day? Or do you start to go, oh my God, I hope we don't get maybe 10 of those next year. Yeah. You, I, I think some people don't, they think if you calculate that way, some people think you're crazy, but I, I couldn't imagine not sort of being in a constant state of knowing that nature does not care about us i think i think a lot of people think we're at war with nature as though we can somehow win at some point over nature it, and and you can't nature no. is not just trees that you chop down and no, you it can also we just win. be like an earthquake at some <laughs> random juncture for it's, no particular reason mother nature will always yeah. win she will always win she i know why is she a she though can we make when she's aggressive like this can we make it a he it's like all these I, dads i meet the ex is always like the ex I've is crazy said that i've always i've always said that to people where i'm like why how did how did mother nature get to be a woman and, and the response and i guess maybe i'm only asking women but women are always like it just is as though as though there truly is a gender to nature yeah well i think it's the nurturing the pachamama right mother earth it's like I, giving birth to us yeah i i think i'm uh i think i'm fine with it because it's when someone those those are the arguments people get into where they're like well it it's not fair to be mother nature and you're just like that's the hill that you want to die well, on let's is. make it gender fluid <laughs> let's make gender fluid you know let's just yeah. say and let's call it a day and keep it yeah simple, you know yeah um people arguing the gender of god is maybe my favorite <laughs> discussion right. i'm like well it sounds like you guys have really discovered god if gender is still <laughs> on know the exactly table exactly the identity yeah that's what does god identify as a whole other that's a whole other conversation right right i think what's scary and obviously i experience we're experiencing this with with trump land but i knew this from again the previous relationship where you discover the power of gaslighting and you're you know and adjusting yeah. to malfunction it's like how do you stay in something that's unhealthy or abusive is because it's incremental and you adjust to to further 
damage, right? You get accustomed right. to it. And I used to think, I was thinking about this today. I was like, after that dumpster fire of a debate yesterday, right? Where it's just like, we're constantly in disbelief. But at some point, like, why are we still in disbelief? Why are we still yeah. shocked? Why are we still talking about this? It's like, it's like World War II. I'm like, how did people not stop the Holocaust? How did people sit by and watch? And as we're living through this, and we have this armchair activism, yeah. or even peaceful protests that are getting eh, done, it's frightening what we're becoming accustomed to. Yes. Well, you become accustomed to it because there are, and, and I'm myself included in it, you, when you're, when you're a reality and your personality type and your outlook and your perception of reality is, is one of peace and being peaceful, yes. you sort of can't comprehend how there are people that live in this state of, of friction. I've lived in DC, I've lived in New York, and I've lived in, in LA, which are, you know, especially New York City, incredibly diverse locations with a lot of diversity yeah. in one uh, area. And at no point have I ever really, on a grand scale, ever felt my safety uh, being at harm or my, my race being taken over. But like those thoughts don't occur to me right. because I don't, I, 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 you know, I'm, it isn't that I want to like sit and <laughs> preach and go, I don't, th I don't have these issues with, with people's color and stuff. I, I think I just see the other side of it where it is more fun and interesting and more celebratory for people to be wildly different because it's just not entertaining to just have everybody be the same. And I couldn't imagine wanting that. So I think that's why I'm always like, surely these, yeah, right. surely these white supremacists, uh, that's, that was a thing we read about, right? Yeah. It's, I know I didn't even answer any question. No, that's okay. That's, I never topic, answer any but. questions. It's I get it. I get it. What is it? Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. That was the, the newest horror. And I'm like, stand, oh. yeah, stand down and stand by. Stand not, down. Not no, I think it's stand, stand back or stand down. Was it stand down? Stand back. I think stand back. Said stand, stand, either way, the stand by is like the stand by. Oh, you can't like, even denounce by. it. And then yeah. also, why not in that moment go? That's not really denouncing it. Can you try again? And well, he was terrible. Too. You have I'm to sorry. Try again and do it again. And like. Uh, it's so it's terrifyingly yes. sad and there's people that are like well the world will be it's terrifying to i had someone say oh, if biden's elected it'll be a step backwards i'm like i don't know that we can go more backwards than <laughs> now i don't i don't think more backwards exists no, i don't, I don't have think a job anymore no <laughs> yeah but i also never understood look in israel it's an equal shit show with their own you know but this whole system of debate i really see very little correlation between being an amazing leader and a good debater. I mean, look at Angela Merkel, what a great job she's been doing. She's dry and non-charismatic and just pure science and not much personnel, but gets the job done. So do people yes. really care about the, the coach? The, they need to be like the football coach and charismatic or do they yeah. want some, you know? So this, this whole format to me- Well, I, that's what, I, I agree 1 million percent because also in the business that we're in, you have these opportunities where you come up with an idea for, for something, a show, a movie yeah. or something, and you then go into rooms to, to pitch this idea to people. But what if your idea is great, but the thing that you're not good at is, is public pitching. presentation or, or <laughs> pitching? If you're, you know, as a comedian, it's probably expected that I can, I can walk in and maybe pitch an idea in a grandiose way. And maybe I can, and maybe I can go in and I can wow a room. Right. It doesn't mean I have a fucking good idea, but also the opposite is the truth yes. where someone is maybe boring and bland, but I'm, when you read their idea, you're like, Oh fuck, they're not, they wouldn't be the actor in this show. They, they thought of this thing. They just can't exude the energy that is in that I, idea. You know, you make a, you make a great point. And, and I think a lot of our country sadly, there are a lot of people that they don't have an open mind and an open perception to realizing those yeah. things, to realizing yeah. the performance piece is not going to save you. Well, it's also, I think it started when people were saying they wanted like Bush, they love Bush because he was a guy they could have a beer with, right? As opposed <laughs> yeah, to like, no. I want to have someone who's smarter than me. And I could care less if they want to have a beer with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't want to have a beer with him. I don't them. want to have I a beer don't with him. Ca yeah, you know, he's fun because you can have a beer with him. Well, should he be doing that or is there work <laughs> to be done? better things to do than just having a beer? Yeah. Um, are you writing right now? Are you acting? Are you, what's been going on with you? 
So I've been going out for stuff. Uh, so I think I, I do start something uh, soon. Okay. I'm also like, you know, terrified. I don't know what that looks like or I'm how that's Hold done. On. Yeah. Excuse me. The main the main gig of stand up is you know for yeah. me gone. I know that some people are making it work, but for myself, I I haven't booked drive ins. I'm not opposed to it, but that's not. Well, I think some I've clubs are actually or... open. I just saw Nikki Glaser just did a club. Some people are doing stand up with masks. Some are opening. Some Mark yeah. Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Some are opening back up. I think Chicago is maybe opening some up again. So I I think it's something I'll venture potentially venture back out into, but I, I'm sort of sitting back. I'm sort of at the, you know, I, I have to think about my wife and my kid and I I'm like, oh, I want to go and do these things. And obviously I want some uh, <laughs> income like we, we all do, but it, there's also like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know what, what how the, what the protocol is. And I don't, I, I take the safety very seriously where while maybe, uh, you know, you don't know who doesn't take it seriously. Well, I think that people with kids, you know, the minute you're responsible for another human being that doesn't have a choice in the matter, you have to be extra careful. But I think at some point, we're all just going to have to take more and more calculated risks at different pace. It's going to be a long ass time before we get a vaccine. And, you know, you got to perform. And and you were you were doing big, uh, big venues as a a comic, right? Were you doing a lot of colleges? Like, what was your main? I feel like I was starting to work my way to that, to that uh position i i think this year i really had big plans for uh for this year in terms of my own work ethic i was really gonna go you know i really i i i think i could be uh selling more tickets i think i could be doing better exposing myself and putting more of a product out there i'm I'm not great at at doing those things and i really was like you know what this year i really am gonna get youtube clips i'm gonna right show the product that i'm making so that people want to come to these shows and then i i in a non-pandemic world, I would be touring right now and, and probably right around now shooting my next special because the, the hour was ready to go. Oh. Um, but as it stands, I'm now like, well, here's this hour that I can't fathom doing because reality has shifted so much and my right. life, life has shifted so much. But I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I was working my, my way there, but I am grateful to have some of the acting work and I, I've wanted to really focus more on uh, finding the time to, to focus more on acting. Did your so. acting career really kind of catapult after the movie you did with Amy Schumer? It certainly helped. That was definitely the biggest thing I, I had done. And, and to, Did you audition to for that? Date. Or did you just know Amy and she wanted you for the part? I knew Amy and I think she she threw my name in the hat. They were having to recast. There was someone that they weren't able to to get. So I, I didn't even know about this movie. I just randomly got an email on a, a Thursday or a Friday oh, wow. evening. And I was like, oh, what is this? And my agent was like, read, the, he like texted and he was like, I'm sending you something. You have to read it right now because there's a very fast turnaround. And so I read it and it's usually you know i don't usually get roles that are that size i I it was great i I, as a stand-up comic it's usually like your friend you're you're the neighbor you're the guy who says the thing and then we're done with you um so when i read it i was like are you sure that's the role uh but yeah i think amy threw my name in there and then the directors uh were 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 so great to to let me and the producers obviously to to go yeah all right we'll we'll work with him. And I was terrified the whole time. I didn't really, I was like, Oh, this is a big budget movie. This is a big yeah. movie. And I, but it's I'm, nice that you worked with her. Cause it wasn't like you're suddenly like, we're going to put you opposite, uh, you know, Meryl Streep right. and it, Bobby De Niro. And you're like, okay. it was very comfortable. I will say the whole, <laughs> I had no confidence the whole time. I just kept, really? I, well, I just kept going, hoping like, all right, I, I think this is good. And at some point, uh, you know, Amy, had said, you know, she's a producer on it as well. So she's watching the dailies and she was like, you're doing really well. And I was just, I was sort of like, oh, you're being nice. And she was like, no, I'll, fi- I'll fire you if it's not good. And I <laughs> was don't like, forget, oh, yeah, <laughs> you, you will. So it kind of was great to hear. Cause I was like, well, if I get asked to keep coming back every day, yeah. I'll know this is, uh, I'm doing all right. You know so. what? I love that she's honest about it and also that she would do it. It's like the integrity of the product and uh, okay. Good I, for her. I agree with that. And I, I appreciate it because I'm kind of, you know, I, I, 
I know in stand-up, you know, we're oftentimes we're like, hey, great set. And sometimes we just say it because we, we know what it, what's good to hear. And we know, yes. and, and it, I've said good set to people and I didn't like their set. And people have said good set to me and they didn't like my set. As comics, we know it's sort of this just yes. communication, just something you, you say. You're not trying to tell someone Well, shit. when I've had not great sets that are clearly not great, and I'm like, guys, that was a shitty set. You want- like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, oh, but now you're really, but I still would prefer hearing no, it wasn't than going, yeah, Iris, not your I, best work. It's true. It's true. Unless you really, as a comic, it has to be people that you're close to and you have to go, no, 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 everybody fucking stop. No <laughs> one say it was good. Just say what you didn't like. And then people go, all right, look, here's, you shouldn't uh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing when I've had comics that, you know, that have done my show and I produced a show in New York, huge comics that sometimes would bomb. And you're like, and it's like, it's actually comforting going, doesn't matter what level you're at. And they come yeah. to me going, yeah. sorry. I'm like, oh my God, you're apologizing to me. Yeah. They had a shitty set. Yeah, you know, I think like, I, you know. Anytime I, I mean, you know, bombing, you don't, you don't know when it's coming. You obviously no. don't want it to come, and sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. It just happens. But yes. yeah, I get that apology thing because you're like, I screwed up the show for everybody, and then you want to blame the audience, <laughs> and then other people are like, you know, it's like not the audience because the next person after you killed, killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's only a few times in my life I've ever, I've ever. <laughs> while bombing looked at the audience i was like i gotta tell you guys this is on you tonight this is <laughs> the, i am giving you what i've got and you're refusing to come with me yeah i hate blaming the audience but sometimes it's sometimes even it's, it's fun to blame necessary. them even when you know it's not their fault tell them it's their fault exactly i mean look you've probably done i don't know how much you you improvise your set from night to night but when i was doing my one woman shows there's no improv there sure, i mean yeah. it's the same hour and I probably did it 400 times, you know, and it's night after night and two shows on Saturday, two shows on, and they're, every audience has a different character, you know, characteristic. Like it is a being, it becomes this collective right. being and you can and feel, you feel it. it. You feel yeah. it from the minute when the lights are up, before the lights go up. And sometimes you have the energy, you got to win them over, but it's so much more exhausting. And at the end of it, you're like, especially with a one person show, you're like, dude, yes. there's nobody to bounce off on or bitch after the show. It's like, like yes. anybody want to go for drinks in the cast? I'm like, And oh, there's no audibles. Up. You can't shift and go, ah, they're not liking it. I'll just turn this on. You can't. Yeah. That's the let show. Let me pull out my vibrator joke. Yeah. Let me go <laughs> right, to like right, the go-tos, right, right, you know, right. some like scatological humor. It's like, nope, nope. We got to, yeah. you know, plow through. Yeah. I well, good for you because I I think about the 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 one person shows and I'm very intrigued by it. I'd like to try it, but I've truly never had the confidence to even take those first steps into going. I'm well, gonna make uh I'm gonna make this piece and I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I mean thing. I've, I've never, just never done, done it. You know, unlike the uh, Hannah Gadsby's of the world, my shows have always been character based. And so it's not been me sitting on a stool talking about my life. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. It's been uh, bigger gestalt and different characters and stories intertwined. And so I can hide behind that, even though the characters are me and I'm very vulnerable, it's still very different than, you know, like I said, doing a Hannah Gatsby. Or That's Chris more Hannah. my wheelhouse. I think if I were to ever do one is probably character, it's a more character fun for me. or several characters. Yeah. I yeah. think I would enjoy that as well. I think yeah. also as an audience member, I think I maybe enjoy that more too. Well, I just think it's like, I, you know, it started out years ago when I, even when I started acting in LA years ago, I was already type, again, I was the eccentric neighbor. You know what I mean? I'd like right, a part yeah, yeah, of yeah. agents like, no, they're looking for tits and ass. I'm like, well, thanks. Like you're already offending. I get I that too. I get told that all the time. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, let me write characters that I would never get to play. Let me write a 60 year old man. Let me write, you know, Yes. Yeah. And, and then it's great. And then you're really creating and writing these characters that stretch you and are entertaining because you have to love it too. Otherwise, it's torture. I mean, you're going to yeah, be doing, you're doing it so much, right? Yes. You're, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It's like you really have to love it. But after, you know, doing so much film and TV over the years, it's nice to have that, um, what's it called? Like for prosperity, you know, like now you do theater, even I have a great show. That's it. It's done. It's like very Zen, yes. never to be seen again. Right. And now I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to film something. And then I just have it and it's there. And yeah. You know. um, is your wife an actress too? She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, right we on. met doing improv. Uh, and then uh, I, I, we sort of, she kind of kept doing it when we moved to New York and I stopped and really just focused on stand-up and then we both weren't doing improv anymore. She was doing more stage acting. She was in an all-female Shakespeare group, uh, oh, the Bushwick cool. Shakes, okay. when we lived out there. And then uh, I plucked her out of there and we Aww. moved to LA where there's just fewer stage opportunities. And she <laughs> Jersey's loving you for that. 
She um, loves it. She I'm loves sure that. she Well, Eagle Rock is a blessed place and lots of speakeasies <laughs> to enjoy. That's, like, that's right. Um, well, I will let you get back to your beloved family. Anything uh, if people want to see you? I know you got off social. I'm off social. I think I'm going to be off at... Uh, May, hopefully maybe forever at, uh, okay. I, I might hire someone to just promote stuff for me i wasn't any good at that anyways so there's really when right, it comes fair to enough. that there's no there's no loss for me but uh yeah i saw the social dilemma and i i'm on board with how fucking insane that that i shit hear is. you but people want to see where your shows are at they can go to rory RoryScovel.com, RoryScovel.com. Uh, and then I announce stuff on my podcast, uh, Pen Pals with Dana Van Kirk and Dad's the Podcast. And also, I don't know if you can see this sign. I made this. <laughs> Watch Robbie. Watch Robbie on Comedy Central Which YouTube. Which was written by Stuart Jenkins, who I know. I've That's known exactly for a long right. Time. Yes, yes. So check check that out. It's on their their okay. YouTube page. Get those YouTube. views up, folks. Get the views so that, and, uh, and you know rent a bot from Indonesia and really get the views up. Thank you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Rory, so much for joining. I'm going to say Rory with an Israeli accent, Rory, which is probably like the hardest that. thing you could ever give an Israeli to pronounce. Rory Scovel. Um, I love it. It has been delight to talk to. Sorry, this is my mom on Skype. Look at that. There it is. There's the forehead, mom. Take it down. Take it down. I love it. I love it. Um, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate and we'll, it. And we'll be in touch. Thank you, Rory. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Um, let's bring on Leah Bottomer. You're here, right? You're here. She's here. I can hear her. I can feel. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> this is great. You, Rory had a great hat. You have a great hat. I just, I love it. I love it. I have it. A, so a total transparency. I have a pimple. Boom, right in the middle. And I was really? like, throw a hat on that bad boy. Yeah. I love that you still get pimples, though. That's a sign of youth. Is it? Well, I ate, um, you know, these elections are pushing me over the edge. And I, make bad choices i i always go candy corn really and then it's just i haven't so had a candy bitter. corn since the early 90s i think do they Ugh. still make them i think it's still the same candy corn from the early 90s They're yeah just in the bag bad. literally i just love it so much but i always break out it's it's just sugar yeah it's pure sugar it's pure well it's like the uh, smarties same thing right it's like direct like might as well iv no i no. Candy corn is of its okay. class. I'm not going to say it's like Smarties. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I'm, I so drew sorry. The I'm so sorry. Before we begin, I want to mention that you're doing this amazing Biden Harris event on Saturday. And there's a ticket link for that event on your Instagram. It's on my Instagram in the bio, and then it's on the top of my Facebook. Yes. Thank okay. you. Okay. And also your podcast, where you yes. raise my wolves, which but I love. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to have you on. I miss you. It's like, I'm, we're both in New York now, so maybe we can actually connect live and in person. Yes. Um, have you been doing those outdoor shows? I have. I have. Okay. All right. And are you digging them? Are they awkward as I fuck? Am. You know, I didn't, we stayed in the apartment until the end of June because then we were going to go see my parents and I wanted okay. to be like very... Like yeah. you were saying about when you feel responsible for a kid, I felt that way about my parents. 100%. And then so we went up to Maine and then when we came back, you know, the city had reopened by then, but like, right. I still hadn't gotten like, yes. so people are like, I'm not normal yet. You know, I'll be right. like, no, I get it. I'm not touching. <laughs> I don't know how to behave, <laughs> but the shows have been fun. It's, you know, the first one I did, I was like, I was just sort of enamored. Well, you, yeah, I mean, it's like doing stand-up for the first time, right? It's like losing your virginity again. Um, yeah, and all those bottoms of people's faces, you're like, oh, oh that's so funny. <laughs> so great. <laughs> I'm going to try and check them out. I just sent, uh, I just sent uh, Stand Up New York my avails. We'll see if there's a spot. I don't know. Should be Where fun. are you right now? I'm in my friend's loft. Uh, he's out of town, so I'm staying here. It's Lovely. insane. I mean, I can literally jog three miles inside. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of insane. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's stunning. Um, and I walk around Tribeca and I remember why I always hated the people in Tribeca. They're all literally like Mr. and Mrs. America. It's like these tall, skinny blondes and these like hedge fund type, you know what I mean? And the kids are all like Hitler's wet dream. Like every park you go to, it's like a bunch of like blonde kids in, in like Christian Dior outfits and nannies. And I'm like, this is, this is, yeah, this is Tribeca. I, I mean, I'm in Queens. I'm in a whole other world. We're casual people over here. I like it. <laughs> I love Queens. Because I was just talking about it with my friend Harry. Queens, I hate to use the word authentic, but it's authentic. It's not trying to be hipstery. It's not trying to be anything. It's Queens. Queens, we're just trying to pay our rent. Exactly. That would be Queens, <laughs> we're just trying to pay our rent. It's true, though. It's true. <laughs> 
it's like, you know, I mean, is QED still open? Um, they, she was doing shows. She's that lovely little back. Um, and I think, Cam, I mean, Camry does so many awesome different things. So I'm not sure what, you know, today was the day that 25%, you were allowed to open 25%. Yes, I, it feels awkward. I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing it yet. I don't feel comfortable. I mean, I'm going to have to, I don't know if I'm ever going to be, want to be inside with people. <laughs> I you know. know what I mean? Because I really, really locked down. I'm with you. I mean, in LA, I obviously I didn't even go to the supermarket the entire pandemic. I was like, you know, but then I started having people over in the backyard. I haven't had anybody inside my house since January um, or whatever, whatever it started February. Um, and I, but I have been going into stores now. Like I, I went into, I went into Marshall's today. I Ooh. did. I did. I I've been grocery shopping. Okay. Okay. I just haven't like sat down inside. Exactly. And people, what oh, is no, the no, no. I got my hair done. Oh, you did. But you were wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask. She was, and I called her in advance and I was like, hey, you're my first. I was like, nobody's touched me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how do we do this? I was very upfront about my. I hear you. Then, you know, they take your temperature. She takes her temperature. Which I think is, I mean, since the temperature doesn't mean anything, I, I'm like, okay, if that's what's going to make people feel better. It makes me feel better. If you're running a fever, I don't want to yeah, stand anywhere that's true. near you. No, you're right. It's one more like filter. Um, I just, I've been engaging in, you know, people here have been amazing because 95% of the people that I see are wearing masks on the street. In LA, if you're outside, a lot of people are not wearing masks. Like it's, in, you know, you, bar you barely see people on the street in LA anyway, but you know, people are more nonchalant about the outside thing, especially if you go to like Manhattan beach, you just want to shoot everybody. It's like everyone's tank tops, no masks, you know, strolling around like beach life. Um, you know, I still want to move there. So, <laughs> well, you can just don't move. Well, look, Orange County now is much better, but I was getting- Does anybody have an open one bedroom? Let a girl know. Well, you got it. You're still going to come out? Come out. Come out already. I do want to come out. So come out. Now's the time. It's like a weird time to move. It's like, hey, everybody's on fire. And I'm like, can you guys help me find a one bedroom? Yeah, but that's when rents are lower. You well, if you I mean? hear for one bedroom, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I will definitely look out. I didn't, I didn't know. I thought you put, I mean, I'm glad you're still thinking. Now winter, winter's coming. Winter's coming. You got to go now. I want to go now. Okay. We'll make it happen. I would love to get a place for January 1st. That would be my dream. All right. That's not a problem. One thing they have in LA is vacancies. Okay. So yeah. let's, let's put that out in the universe. Okay. I'm putting it out. I'm going to start that a vision board somebody, for you. And then if somebody else wants to buy my Christmas script, it's a rom-com. That's, that's <laughs> what I did. That's what I did during lockdown. I love ro romance, romantic Christmas movies. I wrote one cheesy you know what i think Not, that there no will always humor. be room that's so brilliant of you it's the same thing as writing a horror film there's always oh, yeah. a market for a rom-com with like amelia clark from game of thrones <laughs> you know didn't she do one with the dude from crazy rich asians yeah Zero it just came chemistry out. you know but people will still everybody needs to pick me up for the holiday yeah this is just a feel good there's barely conflict it's okay. i mean it's Okay, so we always know it's going to work out. There's no like sudden shooting in the middle. Okay. No. Okay. okay. Unlike my comedy, there's no murder. <laughs> I think there's a plan. You come in, you want to come in now and sell the Christmas script. You know what I mean? And then, and then just do it in one fell swoop. And get the apartment. All right, we're putting it out in the universe. We're putting it out. We're putting it out. I do want to put the fires out too. Let's put that out. Yeah, let's definitely put that out. I mean- it was rough. I, that was my impetus to get on a flight. Cause I was like, do I want to fly? I'm freaked out about flying. But then I read that the plane is the cleanest indoor space you can be in and the air regenerates every four minutes and yada, yada. I'm like, okay, we're flying. But it was literally, there was one day on the air quality app that said severely unhealthy. We were in the purple zone, which is past the red, past the dark orange, past the taupe, past the yellow, past the green. And every day New York was green. And every day LA was like 169. It was terrible. It was uh. so depressing. And I was like, I can't even sit outside. I can't even see people outside at this point. That's like what's scary. left? What's left? Wouldn't it be amazing if we got an administration that cared about actually making changes to help climate? Yeah, yeah. And I think I really got a good sense of everything yesterday. It was really a powerful, coherent, moving <laughs> evening. I was very undecided. You know what I mean? I, know, I was like, I both know. of them have ideas that I... Yeah, and they were both, you know, and it was, what was lovely was just, it was energized, you know, it was, it was just energetic, and it was like, yeah, there was, there was stuff, there was energy. I got to hear so many things, you know, like full sentences, 
of about ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I agreed to do, I think I told you earlier, I agreed to do this or not agreed. I volunteered yeah. happily. I'm like, what can I, I need to do. What more. can I do? Right. And so I'm doing a, you know, PA in Florida or the biggies. So, um, get people to register to vote or people who were registered Democrats who haven't voted in a long time. So it's letter writing. And in my right. mind, I was like, what's 300 letters. I could pop that out in four days. No, Oh my God. It is, and also then I was like, you know, one color pen doesn't look nice. I'd like to punch up a few words with a different color. <laughs> so wait, what is entailed? Like you're literally physically, this is all physical labor. Yeah, you, you tell the people you want to be a part of it. And then you, I mean, it's like a, all volunteers. So you have to buy the cards yourself. And you you're really put stamps. money out to do this. Okay. Oh, if one person votes because of my color coordination, I, um, so then, and then you get a script, okay. you know, and you get addresses. I have like three, four blocks. Wow. If you live in Chester, Pennsylvania. I am sending you a letter. There are a lot of happy folks in Chester right now. <laughs> and I hope they're tuning in. And I wish you had told me before so I could target them on the Instagram ad and say, I just want to target the people of Chester fucking Pennsylvania. Yeah, this is me, Chester, when you get the letter. This it's is always me. shocking. You think that New York, and then you realize like so nearby, there's so much red. There's so much red, you know, near the- Well, Berkeley. a lot of people just don't vote. I know, I know. And then a lot of places that were blue, like Pennsylvania, a lot of districts in Pennsylvania voted for Obama both terms yeah. and then they went for Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the undecideds. It's such an odd group. Um, I rarely talk politics with people. Third parties. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. One day we, maybe we should talk run. politics. But if no, 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 I'm saying I don't, I love talking politics with you. I'm just saying it's like I've never, I always find there's no point in arguing with, there's no such thing as changing hearts and minds. No. People that are decided, like none. Now, the undecided, if there was any sort of informational ability yesterday, maybe that would help. But I feel like the differences are so great that I don't know how you could be undecided. Like, the, the difference is so vast. How well, could you be some undecided? some people feel disenfranchised. They feel like voting isn't real. They've had yeah. votes suppressed. Right. I understand all that very much. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. But in terms of the candidates and the ideologies, it's not like there's a middle ground. You know what I mean? It's not like, well, this person, this, this, it's so... Nah. I also think that people think, oh, it won't make that much of a difference, but it's like, no, he's stacking the courts. It will literally no, change right. our yeah. laws. Yeah, 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 you're if right. We, if we flip four Senate seats, I, I still go to church, I don't know, so. I didn't our, know that you were a churchgoer. Did I know yeah. that about you? I don't think so. Our I church, you're a I don't church talk goer. about it very much. Our church just opened up and I went in, I'm gonna do a joke about this. because Please you do know, a joke. You're, I mean, I don't have it yet, but I will one day. I go in <laughs> and I go in and pr to pray. And then I, I'm i praying for the demise of, or not the demise, but uh, something okay. happens. The demise. To, uh, okay. Mitch McConnell. And, A lightning strike. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, is it, should I feel bad that this is what I show up to pray for? You know what I mean? And then I'm like, I think God gets it. And then I fucking walked out. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I think that the next step is just one of those voodoo doll. You know what I mean? Just like the doll, a little Mitch McConnell figurine. I don't want him in my house. I know. <laughs> I don't even want him as a bobblehead. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, I can't. I'm, it's, I'm speech. I know I, I was telling Rory, it's like, we're not even horrified anymore. Like, was it really that surprising? The fact that we're still surprised and shocked. I was still surprised by yesterday, even though really, why am I so surprised? Like, well, it was so, it felt so aggressive physically. It made me like feel like I was, I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like I was suffocating. I kept muting when I saw their mouths both talking at the same time. I got so this that I muted and I was like, then I tuned back in and I muted. And Thank then I so see, much. Yeah. I feel like Biden, I mean, to have somebody just like yelling at you and talking over you could throw anybody. I thought he did a good job. What he was did. he supposed to do? I know. I was losing my train of thought. You know what I mean? I was like, I hope he's staying. And the fact that like Trump was so disrespectful about his son. And oh, that killed me actually. That actually to not have any empathy for someone's child who know, has know, passed I on. I know it was sick. Yeah, yeah. Or any empathy for any of the families in America. Like I understand being conservative. I'm not a conservative. I understand a difference of ideology. This is not conservative. This yeah. is a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just so odd to me that the economy 
in the stock market, you know, during this whole pandemic, like this odd juxtaposition of stock market's doing great. You know what I mean? As literally, you know, tens of thousands of people are dying. Like it's, it's that disconnect between the world of money and, and, and humanity. And usually right? there's some correlation and that's the scariest part because that's his saving grace, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yes, there's a pandemic recession, but it's still shockingly the, robust. The stock market is shockingly robust right now. You know? For very wealthy people, I think that now that there's no money, come, I mean, the Senate couldn't pass. The more they want yeah. to pass this, know, judge, also they couldn't annoying. give anybody unemployment. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. people are about to start getting broke. I think they're already. Yeah. But um, uh, let's just hope. Let's just work and hope. And you keep writing those postcards. And Chester, Pennsylvania, you better fucking show up because we got to make Chester, it. Pennsylvania. I use multiple pen colors. Multiple pen glitter. There was glitter involved. There's like I, tinsel being sprinkled. There's a lot of shit that's going on. I'm going to keep writing those postcards and Christmas movies because that talk about hopeful. I feel like you need to really bust out a few Christmas movies. Do you know what I mean? Somebody just, I sequels. would love sequels. to write Christmas. Oh, I wrote in it where I felt there was possible sequels. That's, <laughs> I love Christmas sequels. movies. I could just write Christmas movies forever. Hallmark, why don't you hire me? So you know Sherrod, right? I know Sherrod. Because I have a feeling Sherrod's not showing up. I have a weird feeling Sherrod's going up. I don't know what time I told him, but I have a, I have a feeling. I'm going to look at the lineup. This is so funny. I'm I can tell right you up. what time you said, but you brought me in seven minutes later. Exactly. So that's um, why. But I can just hang out until you're. Yeah, you hang dancing. out with me. And then I have a, an amazing tap dancer who's going to be my musical dance guest this evening. I'll tell you what time you told Sherrod. <laughs> 815, three minutes, still three minutes late. That's, oh, okay, that's okay. Because he's recording the race wars. But I remember one time I had him on for my podcast and it was like 11 a.m. And I'm in studio. This is when I was recording it in New York and I'm waiting and he's just not showing up. And then he's like, oh yeah, I slept in. Because, you know, comics, sometimes they'll be up till four in the morning. Oh yeah. Like 11 a.m. is too early. I'm like, you're talking to someone who wakes up at 5 a.m. every fucking day. You wake up at 5 a.m.? Yeah, up, 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 up at five, boom. What time do you go to bed? It depends. 10, 11, midnight. I don't sleep enough. I definitely do not sleep enough. And it's the problem is no matter what time I go to bed, I still wake up at 5 a.m. It's not like it's- Oh, it's just when you get up. Yeah. It started when my, when my son was born and I couldn't sleep. He was a terrible sleeper. And I think my body's still traumatized. I think that's what it is. Or maybe you just love to meet the day. I love when you put it so poetically. You know what, Leah? I just like to meet the day. I just like to hold <laughs> space for myself and the people awake at this time at dawn. Because, yeah. you know, and that way we can meet the day. We can meet the day and hold space. Hold space for the day and meet it. Hold space. <laughs> I just want to keep saying hold space. No, it's uh, a fun one. Holding space is great. It's, you know, but it's a very, uh, it's a very illustrative expression. It's very hippy-dippy and makes me want to hit somebody. But it also is very accurate. Do you think? Um, you know, it's not something I would ever use. <laughs> <laughs> like if you if you called me, if you called me and you just vented and just spewed out just all your your baggage, and I listened for two hours, you could say thank you for being a good friend. You could also say thank you for holding space, Reese. See, I would say thank you for witnessing. <laughs> Well, you're a Christian, right? There's the Christian in you. Oh, no, that's not, you think that's, no, I get that from therapy. <laughs> really? Your therapist uses witnessing? Um, not her, but other books I've read. Oh, interesting. I have, um, I've disconnected from my therapist. I, uh, I reached, it seems like at some point, every time I get to a point where I, it's the point of no return, like they've given me all they can give me. And then I feel like I'm paying a lot of money just to speak. And what I'm getting back is, you know, I'd rather go order sushi. Right. I understand that. You know? Um, yeah. I used to have an amazing one and then she got big. I used to have an amazing therapist who I loved. And then at some point she goes, I'm not seeing private clients anymore. My online business, you know, like she's like doing you know, videos and seminars and webinars oh. and she's become like very big. And I'm like, okay, fine. Right. So that I was follow her, her to our house. I'd be like, oh, sorry, we're still doing this. I'm in a relationship with you. <laughs> well, both, I've had two therapists do this to me. So maybe I should take it personally. I had one therapist in LA, in Eagle Rock, actually, where Rory lives, who said to me, I'm actually moving away from private practice. Maybe this is a line that people are using. Like my phone died. You know, I couldn't text you back or something. No, I think that's real. 
But I said, okay, can we have one final session for closure? And both of them did not give me the time to do that. And that showed me that they were not responsible professionals. That's weird. It was not cool. It was not, not cool. cool. No. No, I don't like, like asking, that at all. Can you, I'm I said, sorry. can you make time? Can you make time for one session? And the other guy was like, no, I'm just too busy. I'm like, what the fuck? I will be there for if you want to make time. I'll, I'll listen to the closure. And I actually realized I would actually say, thank you for listening to me vent. I think that's what I would say. As opposed to holding space. We're still in the holding space. Yeah, okay. I just want to flip back real quick. Well, I can still haven't quite remembered how to speak normally to humans. <laughs> so I like to call back. I, I get it. I, I, yeah, I get it. I'm, it's it's kind of hard. Um, putting, I'm not good with boundaries and putting boundaries with people. Everybody's in a very negative space right now. And it's like, you know, to what point, how much can you listen to other people's negativity? And when do you say, I don't have the bandwidth for this? I think, I think, are you asking my opinion? Or yes. You and your personal experience. I think when I know somebody's upset, if somebody's really upset and it's a crisis, I'll, uh, I'll find bandwidth. If it's like, I just need to be a garbage pile, which I sometimes understand. And my, you know, someone's texting me, I'll, I'll be like, I'm at, and I'm depleted. I'll be like, I'm having a poop fucker of a day. Like just, it's just a shit show over here. I love you. And I want to hear all of it. Can I call you tomorrow? That's a good way of doing it. That's but I think you got to do it up top. You got to do it up top. No, you're right. Because I'm an extreme empath. So when I hear people, I, that's why I'd be a, a terrible, a great therapist, but a terrible one. Because I take it on. Oh, me too. And I think about it. And then, you know what I mean? Oh, and um, I worry about them. I want them to be happy. Or don't yes. worry. I don't want to take, I'm not, you know, my friends are adults. But I yes, want yes. them. So that's why I always try to be like, I'll say it up top so they don't feel like, oh, she listened to my thing. And then now she's, you know what I mean? I'll be like, yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. if it's a crisis. Yeah. But otherwise, well, I, I feel guilty to say I can't right now. I'm, I'm overextended. I feel guilty because with my mom, my mom is in full on quarantine. You know, my mom's high risk. And, and in Israel, the quarantine is intense. Now they can't leave more than 500 yards from their house. Oh, wow. You can. And it's been like this, you know, for a while it was good, then it was bad. And so now it's going to be for like another month or something. And every time we talk, I mean, I call her every day, but there's only so much to talk about. And then she keeps bringing up the same stories, right? That it's like the, there's the Orthodox Jewish community and then there's the political and people try to get away. And I hear it every day and we talk about it, but it becomes the only topic of conversation. And the other day I was like, mom, I can't hear this anymore. Can we please talk about something? I can't. And she got really hurt and offended. And I was like, oh, I'm just trying to put a boundary, but maybe I'm just not good at putting the boundary. What am I supposed to say? I'd love to hear more about this because we talked about it every day for the last four months. This is a hard one because it's your mom and you know, she's, so I think there's two, not that oh, I'm a therapist. I gotta suck it up. I gotta suck it up. There's either just, you let it slide right off you. You visualize that you're a vitamin E capsule and you're, you're not taking it in. It's just going down and you're there to yeah. just be there to hear it, but you don't yeah. have to take it in. Or you can say, I want to talk to you every day because I know you're, but let's try some positive thinking. Yeah. And you try to like, maybe you guys do a book club together where you read like a dirty bodice ripper and then you discuss your favorite parts. <laughs> well, it's not that she's complaining. It's just, it's what everybody's talking about, right? It's in the zeitgeist. Right. So it's like every day, oh, they found another, you know, and Israel's a small country. So they found one person who violated the quarantine and got 10 people sick. There was a wedding of 80 people. It's like the scandal, the scandalous stuff, right? Like someone right. sneaked away and had a wedding for 80 people and now they're all quarantined. But I think I'm also at a point, because I'm living a, a drony routine. I mean, now that I'm in New York, it saved me. But the Zoom school, the parenting, the clean, I clean my house hours a day for no reason. I mean, I'm turning into like this robot. And so I think that it broke me. And I'm allowed to break too. Of course you are. I'm That's allowed why. to break. Sorry, and I think it's cracking. totally fair to say that to your mom. Yeah, I'm yeah. also. I did. I did say it. I did say it. I don't I'm think you lean should feel like guilty that. about it. I don't think you should feel guilty about <gasps> it. Stretching the back. Look at the little stretching. Do a nice stretch. That's oh, nice. Like, Sorry, the throw blanket's in frame. Get the fuck out. Let's keep it clean. Such a nice apartment. It's some. It's a, It's some. There's skylights. Every. You know. It's the. It's the way it should be done. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, the couch is the size of my whole apartment. I know. <laughs> well, in my you. Were you in my tiny apartment on Bank? Yeah. Okay. Like, look like a therapist office. I literally didn't have room for a for a three seater. I had to have the love seat, which barely fit. 
and the other chair and the, and the, and the little nightstand with a box of tissues. That was my living room. It was very cute though. Yeah, but I got, I mean, I lost my mind after a while. That's what, that's what drives people to LA, the, the joy of space in a backyard. That's exactly why I want to go. I get it. I get it. I mean, and I, like, zooming... I, I like driving. Is that a curtain near your fridge? Talk to me through the space. Curtain. Talk me through the space. Curtain. 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 Is that the function fridge. as a closet? <laughs> no, those are the windows. Oh, the it's the fridge. window. <laughs> the fridge is put in front of the only windows in the house. Let me know why that makes sense. <laughs> so there's no wall behind the fridge. It's an actual window? No, that is, it's half window, half window wall. But oh it God. used to be over here where the sink is. But then it's like that size refrigerator isn't made anymore. You know, that was like yeah. an ice box. So this, yeah. this is the only place for it. Meanwhile, those are the only windows. It's just, I can't. It's New York living. Are you in Astoria, Long Island City? Where are you at? The zip code is Long Island City. Okay. But. Okay. It's a, I'm not as well versed in Queens. No, so but I, I mean, I'm like right in between the two. Okay. Okay. All right. Authentic. Authentic. Everything is authentic about Queens. Okay. It's authentic. And people boast that it's the most diverse neighborhood, um, neighborhood, like neighborhood, borough in the country. Yeah. It's the most diverse county, I think, in the entire, I think in it's the country. In the country. I think it's in all of In North the world? America. Maybe in the world. Let's just say in the world. I don't Why know where, where, where would be more diverse. Where would like be in New Zealand? Diverse. No, I don't think no. so. No. They just have like, you know, they just have Maori. Like there's no diversity there. Well, they have all of the characters from the Lord of the Rings. Let's that's true. Not. No, that's true. They do have that. You're but right. We still have, I think the Queens is the most diverse. It is. It is. And I keep wanting to venture out to check out the restaurants and I don't. I mean, now maybe doesn't need to be the time. No. You're welcome to come out. Thank you. Thank you. Are you taking the subway? Because I'm debating. Yep. And how does it feel? I just dove in. I decided I'm either going to be here okay. and try these things with as many precautions. I also told myself I'm going to take as many precautions as I want. And if people think I'm crazy. Fuck it. I get on that subway. I got two masks. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not fucking around. Wear two yeah. masks. Yeah. I got spray. I got spray sanitizer. I also have gel sanitizer. You so know do you I double think? up on that too? You, you wrap it up, you give it like a little, little chaser, chaser of the- uh... I got this in case I feel like somebody coughed near me or there's yeah. something, I'm just going to spray it. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I'll just wipe my hands. Perfect. I've, um, I've, come, I've become accustomed to when I'm in LA and I'm walking past people that don't wear masks, I cough near them. It's a great <laughs> technique. I did it the other day on the Upper East Side because, and usually the people look douchey when they're not wearing, you know what I mean? If it's like, they're just, you know, and, um, and I walk and I go, and I really bust it out. And usually they don't react. I'm like, this is why they're not wearing masks in the first place. They're like, if, if someone coughed near me, I would literally hold oh, my breath for like breathing. 45 seconds. I stop breathing. I can literally hack up a lung and it can say COVID on like my spittle and they would just be moving on with their day. You know what I can't take? It's the people who talk to you this close with no mask and they're like, oh, I have the antibodies. And I'm like, do you have a biology degree? Because I know you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> also, I don't give a shit. It's about the collective responsibility of us as a group. Yeah, We're I'm all doing you. this as a group. Yeah. I don't give a shit about your weird whatever this is. Cover up your face. I don't want to fucking see it. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Well, it's like, it's like, I'm like, oh, you read The Fountainhead. I get it. I get who you are. I don't oh want to be of it. We are a Ayn community. Rand. We're a community. We're responsible for each other. I'm with you. And it's, it's interesting because um, I've been riding in Ubers, which are fucking expensive now. Mm -hmm. I did the city bike. I am not in good shape. I, I think I rode 20 blocks along the water. It's not San Francisco. I was literally on a plateau. And I, I stopped the bike and people thought I was having like some sort of seizure. I mean, I'm not, and I live in LA. I take 49 okay? steps a day. So city bike was done. I'm like, I'm going back to Uber. And most of these Uber drivers have literally plastic insulation separating between them and the back. Like they're really on it. So I feel great. You know, I sanitize after I buckle up. The other day, the guy does not have it. And I'm like, oh, I thought that all the Lyft drivers, he goes, no, I just see people wearing masks and I know that I'm okay. And then I look at him and his mask's on his chin. And I'm like, you're a fuck nut. I'm like, I mean, are we not past this nonsense where you're doing a nostril group, like your nostrils don't exist? I mean, should I yeah. just put a butt plug in your nostrils to make sure that they're contained? What is that? 
<laughs> I'm like, do you, are you not aware that air comes out? Anyway, I'm sorry. He's like I'm, opening I'm both venting. windows. No, the, the subways, I, I have felt very good on them because even in busy times, yeah, they're not yeah. busy. Okay. 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 And they're clean. I mean, you've never seen them clean. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, what city am I in? Yeah. No, you're right. I'm, I'm going to, I might do it. I just, I may, I may, may not. Cause again, I read an article about one woman had a fit and didn't want to wear a mask on the subway. You know what I mean? And you just like, get off and you go to the next car. You I just know. Get right off. Yeah. I'll just avoid the L train. So I don't want to be stuck underwater. That's my thing. I'll stick uh, yeah. to the- Just do what makes you feel good. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want to do anything with water. I wear two masks, whatever. <laughs> I wore two masks um, at Marshall's today. I did. I did. And I sanitized every three seconds. It was great. I mean, why not? It was great. It was great. And it, it helped me from eating, from snacking. It's the only oh. thing that's good about this is I'm snacking less. Oh, I'm snacking more. Oh my God. Well, no, I, I have enough time in between to snack more, but <laughs> when I'm at Marshall's, I'm not snacking. Like when oh. I'm in line, I usually buy like the candy corn, not the candy corn, the, um, the, the, what do you call it? The popcorn, the sweet. Oh, uh, caramel corn. Yeah. I usually buy like a random bag, which I can't in a bucket. You know, they have those tin buckets that are like decorated. Oh for yeah. Like a Halloween bucket. But this time I didn't do that. I literally just bought socks and, um, and some, some other random shit. You know, expired moisturizer for $2 discount. That's it's what exci- I bought today. I mean, it's exciting. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Um, Leah, I'm going to bring my musical guest. Thank you for helping me. Thank you. Uh, it was so fun With our bonus time. so good. I'm glad we had it. It was nice catching up. Yes, it was. And I, I plan on seeing you, okay? Yeah, and we'll I'll, see I'll you wear and then we'll also live together in Los Angeles. Of course. I know you're moving in. I know that we've established that already. Um, thank you so much. Don't forget, you, uh, Leah's got an event this Saturday, Biden-Harris, and it's on her Facebook page and in her Instagram in her bio. Uh, and keep writing those postcards. Oh, I will. I got to go right back to it. Do it. Glitter pens. I love you, Leah Bonama. Love you. Talk, Talk to, to you later. later. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for joining Thank you, Rory. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Mika. Uh, please check out my podcast, X-Ray Pod, www.xraepod.com. Uh, this will also go live on that channel. Uh, it's available wherever you get your pottery, um, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, whatever. I just posted my interview with Dr. Michael Lennox. I don't know if you caught that Facebook Live, but he's this amazing dream analyst and uh, astrologer. And I do that in character as my alter ego, Raylan Casper White, who has a mullet. And it's very feisty. It's just me with a Southern accent. No, but there's much more to the character, much more depth. Um, I love you all. Stay tuned for next week. I got a couple of great um, guests next week too, Lucy Pohl and Liz Meal. And I love you guys and uh, have a safe, healthy rest of your week.